Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What is up, everybody? Through Line Thursday. I am here, new location. Uh, listen, you know, somebody, I had people like, the volume's too low, bro, last week. It's too low. Are you going to give me, it's an echo this week. You might give me something. I don't know. Has anyone of you complaining checked the fact we're in a pandemic right now and we're all trying to make do? Have, have you thought about that at all before you're like, can't do it, bro. It's too low. I can't even, not going to listen. Shut up, dude. I'm sorry, okay? I'll tell you this. I saw those comments. I put it on on my computer. I could hear it fine. I don't know what you need from me. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a fact. Um, I mean, where do we even begin? You know what I mean? Where do we begin? That's where we began. I'm like always saying to my kids, they'll say stuff like, you know, and then yesterday uh, or tomorrow, can we begin with, and I'll be like, tomorrow, can we begin? And like always doing past and present with them. And they're so good about like listening, repeating. And uh, it's so funny to like constantly be like, well, hold on a second. Think of it like this. This is this. This is this. And they're like sponges. They stare. They listen. They repeat. So much fun. The other day. Yesterday, I was on a little bike ride around the block with my son before, like, we go in for bedtime. And, like, my son and daughter have been talking about how they want a new house. They want a second floor on a house. And I want to be like, first of all, we've said to them for the last month, like, you're not getting a new house. We're not, I don't know where this is coming from. We're not getting a new house. First of all, this isn't even our house. We would be getting a house. Like, we can't even, like, yes, new situation. It's not happening. We just keep telling them that over. It's like, we're not, there's no new house coming. We like we don't want to stunt them, you know what I mean? <laughs> Their desires, but like, so we're on a bike ride the other day, and my dad, my son goes, uh, "Dad, can I tell you my dream house?" And I go, "Yeah, buddy, go ahead." And he goes, "It's got six rooms," and I was just like, "Well, we're not really aiming that high." He doesn't know, and he goes, "I want a room just for all of our books," and I go, "Like a library?" He goes, "Yeah, like a library." I'm like, "All right, I like that." And he goes, "And then my room, and then a room for all of our toys." And I go, okay. And then River gets her own room. I go, okay. And he goes, and a dining room. And I was like, all right, do you know how many rooms that is? He's like, no, how many? I go, that's five, dude. That means you got one more room. And you're going to need a kitchen. I got, I just got to be straight. You're going to need a kitchen. And it was just so funny. But he said the most amazing thing to me. We start going. So we get to the end of the street and we take a turn. And he goes, dad, do you know that my brain tells me that we already have that house and that way I don't have to ask you for it 
And I was just like, holy, that's like some Tim Robbins shit right there. It was just like the most amazing thing that that kid has not not ever said. He says amazing stuff all the time. But it was just like the most beautiful and just an amazing interpretation of what he's thinking. You know what I mean? Like how often do we have thoughts as adults that we don't even know how to process into like what we're trying to communicate? And he just as plainly as you could said that his brain tells him stuff. Now, may he have split personality? Sure. <laughs> uh, if you're just finding this podcast, it's The Through Line. I'm Jay Larson. I'm glad you're here with me. Uh, my Instagram is Jay Larson Comedy. My Facebook is Comedian Jay Larson. Um, and then my website is Jay Larson Comedy. Uh, I feel like you guys tell me this whole pandemic has put us all in like some sort of a reset, you know, whether you like it or not, your, your life is reset. Whether you have been laid off like parts of my family, my wife, uh, and you're going to have to either go back to that job or find a new job and you reset that way. Um, if you decided to start taking a look at your expenses like we did and you like reset the way you're spending money, something we did, we were like, we need to completely change this. We cannot be spending on this and this. We just can't. Makes no sense. Um, whether it's the idea of like, because you can't be around people and you're like, oh man, um, I am going to make sure that I'm around people. So yesterday was Cinco de Mayo, uh, two days ago for you guys. And we did a little like socially distant Cinco de Mayo party on our front yard. And four of our neighbors, like everyone takes a corner of the yard. And then we set up a table over here and everyone just goes individually. We put out individual spoons for each family. You reused your spoon, uh, like to serve. And, uh, and like one of our neighbors was just like really like telling us like, man, I wish I could hug you guys right now. You know, like it's been two months now. And it's like, you know, I think a lot of us are like, man, like, I mean, we did like three or four years ago, I did a happy hour on our lawn, like on a Friday night. And we all said like, yeah, let's start doing this. But we never did. We did it that one time. And I think now, now neighbors are the only people you can really see right now. Like you can go do a, you can go visit a friend, but like your neighbors are right there. So you see them more often. And, uh. That might be the reset that some people are talking about. Like, no, you know what? When this thing's over, I know I, I have one buddy, one of my buddies that I love to death. We golf a lot together. And every year he goes on this golf trip with his buds and he invites me every year. And I've never gone once. It's always one reason or the other why I'm not going. And I've just decided, I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Whether I'm going on this one with him or I'm creating one with him and a couple of, I'm going on one this year. I've just always wanted to, you know what I mean? I've, I, and I, I, I've gone on them where I'm working, where like you perform and then you play in the tournament. And I'm just like, no, no. I want to just go with friends and play 36 holes each day with a nice lunch in between and have nowhere else to go. I have always, I feel like since my kids have been born, like, well, I got to like always, I, I don't want to miss any moment with them. You know, I, I always want to be around them. And I've just realized I'm like, you know what? They're there. They love me, and I need to also continue to grow as a person with friends and different people in my community so that I can continue to be, like, you know, I don't know, like, growing for them as well. So, 
and I've been debating whether or not to tell you guys this, but um, I'm going to because I think with this reset could becomes change. Um, I'm going to end this podcast. And uh, God, that sounds so weird to say because I love, I love having this outlet and reach and communication with all of you that are listening and that all of you that participate and all of the you that like appreciate and care about this point of view that I put out there. So I'm going to go through the end of May. Um, so first of all, first things first, if you have things you want me to discuss over the rest of these next four episodes, got to hit me up, got to hit me up on social, on Instagram, on Facebook, or my email, holidaybakeryproductions at gmail. And I think part of it was, well, first of all, <laughs> I I just like, um, I really enjoy it, but I don't feel like I prepare enough for what you would expect from something that you're going to devote an hour to every week. I love the things that, I love the things that I try to talk about or the perspective that I want to have on things, but I keep finding that to find the subject matter needs a little more research and since I've been on this writing job and with the pandemic and like just life, I just looked at it and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not giving it everything that it would need to be as great as it could be." And then I looked at it and I'm like, "Well, what do you what is the what are we actually doing here each week and i just couldn't find i just felt like you guys deserve better and i could be doing making a better product and i'm just not and uh i don't i like the concept or it's changed a little bit for those of you who've been here for the long haul it started out one way and i changed it and um for me i just need a little break i just need a little break i need a little break to reassess uh like where I'm putting my energy in my life. Because like I said, with this pandemic, it's like really everything's kind of like, whoa, where are you at? Where, where are you at in your career, in your life, with your family? And for me, I was like, I got to put more energy into some of this other stuff. Like with stand-up is gone right now for me, you know, and everyone else who does stand-up. I mean, I did a, I did a Zoom stand-up show the other day. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It was actually really fun. But I don't see it as like a uh, monetary existence. It's not going to be something that continues monetarily. For me, um, you know, I, who knows? Who knows when it's going to come back or to what capacity? But I've been writing on this show, I think I've told you guys about. Anyway, bottom line is I'm not going away forever at all. I have all my social media, which if you don't follow me there, that is how you will find out when the next podcast is coming. Because if you like this podcast and you like my stand-up and you've been one of the people that shares or comments or tells people about, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot to me. And the only way I'm go when I do start another podcast, which I will, and it, hopefully it's going to be a little more, um, I'll have it a little more put together. I just feel like for right now, like I need a little bit of a break to focus on where I'm taking my, my life, my career, my family f from this pandemic. And in order to do that, I need to make sure that you know, it, it, first of all, 
Do I have the time to do this? Yeah, I have the time. Am I making money on it? No, I'm not. I'm not not making any money. So you have to look at the things you're putting time into, right? So what are you putting time into? And then is, is it giving you anything back? If anything, it gives me back this satisfaction that I have you all that are listening. I'm able to talk about things that I like. But I look at it and I'm like, well, if I if I have to assess where my family's at and I'm the one who's you know, taking care of us right now, and not knowing when this is going to end or how it's going to look when it's over, I have to just like put my energy where it's going to be best served. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And I'm sure we're all doing that in certain capacities. Um, and I hope you know I'm not like abandoning you guys. I feel like it. <laughs> I feel like it. And I've been abandoned myself in the past. So, you know, uh, I get it. But uh, I, I've been, I'm very appreciative. And that's why, I, you know... That's why I feel like I'm giving you guys enough time to, like, if there's anything you want me to talk about, I will. Just hit me up. And please continue to follow me on social media, uh, and I will make posts about it. And otherwise, you can go on my website. I believe there's a mailing list. If you don't, if you're like, listen, I don't do social media, bro, I totally get that. Um, I wouldn't do it if I didn't have to. Uh, then go and... Um, just email me, say, hey, put me your emailing list because I have one. I just don't use it. Because why? Because I'm a fucking idiot. I'm antiquated in a lot of regards. You know what I mean? I'm just like, nah, I'm just not going to do that. Nah, how do I do that? I just don't know how to, and it just like overwhelms me. I saw the most antiquated thing. So the other day, it's like, uh, you know, over the weekend, pandemic, I see it skywriting happening over our head skywriter who is still skywriting i i couldn't believe it i was like it's 2020 we're skywriting first of all who what marketing or advertising team is like are you guys ready for this who goes to their client and is like you ready for this what do we do every single day and people like check our email and they're like yeah but that's not what we're going with and like what else and people like Check Instagram. You thinking like a social media kind of thing? Nope. And they're like, I don't know. What could it be? And they're like, you look up at the sky, don't you? And everyone in the room is probably like, yeah, I don't think so. Sometimes I like I live in a building. I drop park underneath. I drive to work. I don't have a sunroof. I park in a building and I go. Who is still thinking skywriting is an adequate way to reach out to people? First of all, the guy, you by the time you start your skywriting and then finish it, it's ineligible. You can't read it. You're just like, what does that say? No one has ever looked up at skywriting and been like, oh yeah, Coors Light. No one. No one has ever. You've looked up and be like, what's it say? It's skywriting is the equivalent of like a someone who had a really cool vanity plate idea that's just way too long. You know what I mean? And you have to like sound it out. That's what the equivalent of skywriting is. You look up and you're like, what is it? And then it drifts. If there's wind, it starts like over one part of the city and ends down there. You might have, you might have, you know, uh, a letter over here, cores, C, and then the, the T, you know, in another city. And then I was thinking, first of all, like whoever was in the plane skywriting was all over the map. The dude was all over the map. His K's were jacked up, like the main... It looked like my my kids are, you know, they're learning to write. They're like, they're letters. I'm like, who is this guy? And then I thought to myself, like, 
There isn't a full-time Skyrider in the world. There is not one Skyrider whose only gig is Skyriding. Like, how else are you going to perfect it? How else are you going to be the best when you're not Skyriding all the time? You can't be. And whatever point number this is, what other jobs do you think those Skyriders are doing? What do you think a Skyrider does? I bet he lays rat traps. You know what I mean? But not with the company. Not like a professional rodent guy. Because we have one, and he's unbelievable. He's He sets traps. We had an issue like five years ago. He still checks up on them. He's always cordial, nice, pro. Pro. Skyrider dudes, there's no full-time gig for them. Maybe they teach flying, but they're not certified. You know what I mean? Every now and then I pick up a skyriding job. And how much do you pay those guys? What are they doing? Who has the little blast-out thing? What is that? Do you ever watch a Skyrider and think to yourself, how the fuck do they know where that letter ends? It's got to be a crazy skill set. Have you ever seen one that's like perfect? You're like, wow, that's unbelievable. How many people right now are like, dude, I haven't seen Skyriding in about 15 years. That's exactly what I said when I saw it. And I was like, who is investing their money in this? That guy cleans gutters. You know what I mean? He's like, ah, I clean gutters sometimes, you know. I do sky riding. Uh, you know, I paint houses. I'll paint houses. I live in a tree house, so, you know, that guy lives in a tree house. Or like, you know, some like on a boat, you know. You're not a sky rider and have like a normal house. You you like live on a boat, you sky ride. <laughs> How do you even get into sky riding? People are like you fly. Like, yeah, I fly. You want to sky ride? How do you even teach it? You know what I mean? There's no place to go to learn skywriting. No one's like, yeah, I could pick this up. Whoever is up there, no pun intended, they're winging it. They're winging it. Anyway, I thought it was, especially in the middle of a pandemic, I was like, who decided to just bring it old school again? Whose pitch was, everybody's home right now. Everyone's at home. They're probably outside. It's a nice day. It's a weekend. They're not at the beach. Beaches are closed, but they're in their yards. We're thinking skywriting. And then everyone in this is like, do we know any skywriters? Like, there's it's not like an ad agency who like works with like a branding company or a graphics. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we want to do this commercial and we need these special graphics. Oh, I know a graphics guy. Who was in the meeting going, anybody know a skywriter? They don't have that guy on payroll. Who's worked with a skywriter before? Someone's like, well, I know a guy who can parachute. He knows. A I don't know. Where do you even, where are you even finding a skywriter? I got to tell you this, though. That would be a very dope, <laughs> that would be dope, like at parties. People are like, what do you do, dude? I'm like, I skywrite. I'm a skywriter. They're like, what, what the fuck? Are you like from a movie? Like skywriter. Doesn't that sound like it would just be a movie title? The Last Skywriter. It's not writer. Writer. Skywriter. I'm a skywriter, you know what I mean? Nice skywrite. I write in the sky with a plane and I get this this like uh toxic toxic foam I never <laughs> this toxic uh cloud formula stuff. Like is that even a, is that like a thing you add on to your plane? How does it stay there? What is it? Are you just shooting clouds out? I have so many questions. 
And I don't think I'm going to get any answers. And you know what? That's the way I want it to be. Because the next time I probably see a Skyrider is going to be during in the fall when the pandemic comes back up. You know what I mean? When it comes back. And it's like, that's the only guy that can get up there. It's like, you know, well, we can't shoot commercials and we can't go post billboards, but we can get one guy up on a plane because that guy's probably, you know, any Skyrider is immune to anything. What do you think? You think a Skyrider is getting sick? No, he's not getting sick. That guy fucking, you know, probably like filters old car oil and eats it, you know? Like that's how he's surviving because he's, a, you know, a Skyrider. <laughs> I do want to mention this week, if you've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, I dyed my beard. I dyed my beard. My buddy was like, my beard is white down here it's all white my mustache i love it my wife hates it but it's got great tone great color um and this is white right and i just said to my buddy i'm like i think i'm gonna dye my beard he's like what what do you mean i'm like yeah i think i'm gonna dye it and he's like you know everyone's gonna notice it right and i was like i don't think so i think what's gonna happen is people are gonna see me and they're going to just be taken aback. They're going to be like, dude, you look different. What is it? Like, Because I look younger. You know what I mean? People, I've had someone tell me, do you lose weight? I'm like, yeah, you know, the pandemic. And I was just like, here's my philosophy. No one's going to see me for two months. And my buddy's like, yeah, but people will see your social media posts. I'm like, yeah, but they fucking, they're going to forget it. They're going to see me when this whole thing is over. And they're going to be like, dude, you look unbelievable. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I'm like 36. And they're like, really? I'm like, you're 36? I'm like, I look it. Um... But then the other day, I was like, look in the mirror, and my chest hair is all white. And I'm like, I'm going to have to trim, which is awesome because this week on the podcast, sponsoring us, excited, having Manscaped on. I don't know if you guys are down with Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and check out what I'm talking about. Manscaped, these dudes, listen, men need to trim up. We got to trim our chest. We need to trim our fucking, our junk. You know what I mean? I remember the first time I ever did it. You got to be careful because if you use regular hair clippers, there is just like you're out of your mind. You're crazy. I've done it and it's just like you're just you're just playing with fire. And I'll tell you right now, if you if you make a snip down there, specifically at the bag, and I don't want to get graphic, but at the bag, it can get dicey quick. And uh I have I've been there. But Manscaped, this is the beauty of them. They're making products specifically for this. They redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineer team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Dude, that's hilarious. How great is your life when you work for a company that is making products for men's genital area to groom and then you call it the lawnmower that's a life worth living the third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade you ever gone to the grocery store and seen a ceramic blade and you're like i'm not getting that well guess what i'm not that guy i've gotten it and it's insane how how sharp they can be uh to help prevent manscaping accidents, millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. That's 
genius. And let me, you might be like, oh, who's going to not see things? Get out of the shower in the morning. I'm not saying like 5 a.m. I'm saying like 10. And you're going to shave? You need the light on. You need the light on. I have a screwdriver. It's got a light on it. It's the greatest thing ever. Having that on there, such a great idea. Got has the charging stand and a USB dock. So it's got everything you could need. And right now, because we're all need grooming right now, we're all in home. We're not getting out anywhere. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the cro- with the crude, with the code throughline. Use code throughline. Go to manscaped.com. Manscaped. M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Code throughline. Do yourself a favor and get over there and do that because, listen, you're going to have to trim up. Whether you, whether you manscape right now or you don't, it's a great time to start because you may think like, oh, dude, what do I need to manscape? Dude, you, I'll tell you exactly what you need to manscape. You need to get your life in control and you need to get this thing dialed in because guess what? Not only is your hair probably out of control, your chest hair is, your ball hair is, you just got to do it. Let me see. Okay. Um, you got to dial it in. So go to manscaped.com, code through line, and uh, do yourself a favor and go get some products because uh, it's nice to have them. That's for sure. Especially when you have something. Doesn't everything feel better when you have something that's specifically for a certain thing? You know what I mean? Like if you're really into cooking and you have stuff like an immersion blender, you don't use an immersion blender in your home like even weekly. Maybe that's like a maybe once every two month kind of deal. That's not a weekly or a monthly thing. But it's nice that you have it. You're like, oh, yeah, when I make a soup, I got the immersion blender. Boom. When you got a trim, you could grab the clippers that you've done your kids' hair or you used to do flat tops or your soccer team, whatever. Now you're like, fuck it, dude. That is specifically for my my area. No one else touches it. You can trim your chest hair. You can get specific so you don't look like a clown. Do you know how many times I've done my chest, like trimmed my chest, and then been done and been like, God, what did I do? Like you can't go shirtless for like five days. You need something to come back. That's what you got to do. You know, when I was thinking about the fact that I was like going to like take a time out from podcasting, I started thinking about like other times that I've like, I'm very proud of the fact. You know what? I'm proud of this fact, but then at the same time, I'm not. You know what I mean? That I've not quit a lot of things in my life. You know what I mean? Like I have not quit a lot of things. I just, I'm like, no, I'm going to fulfill my commitment and like I've never quit a job without two weeks notice except twice. Um, <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, you just said never. And now you're saying twice. That's a lot longer maybe than anyone. But like I'll never forget. So I used to work at this pizza place in high school. My brother's place pizza. So anytime anyone would be like, oh, where do you work? I'd be like, oh, my brother's place. And they'd be like, oh, your br- what's your brother's place? And I'm like, no, that's the name of it. And it was a pizza place, right? Owned by three Irish guys. Tom, Emmett, and Gene. I've talked about them before. But I was always like a fucking idiot. Like, I would never remember my schedule. My, you know, my mother was never, I didn't have a ride, so I had to always walk to work, which, oh, no. But it was like, you know, it was like a mile and a half, two miles maybe. I don't know. It's probably not even like, maybe a mile and a half. 
Maybe just a mile. I don't know. Um, maybe it's a mile as the crow flies. But uh, I remember this one night. It was like a Wednesday night. I'm at home watching TV. It's like it had to be like a winter month, but it wasn't like snowing or like a blizzard or anything. It was like a winter month because our shifts always start at 5 o'clock. You know, you worked like 5 to 10 on a weeknight like or 5 to 9, I think, like – we always do like a Wednesday shift. I remember like in high school, my shifts were like Wednesday, Wednesday night, Saturday night, Sunday day, three shifts a week, five to nine, Saturday was five to 12, Sundays was 10 to five. Uh, so I was working like what, 14, like 20 hours almost for 18 hours and like getting 425 an hour we started at 425 an hour but i didn't give a shit man every time you got a paycheck it felt unbelievable anyway there was this like one wednesday night and my best friend dave calls me he's at brother's place he works there too and he's like lawson what are you doing i'm like what do you mean he's like you're fucking supposed to be working right now you're on the schedule i'm like oh shit and i'm like uh now the last time i had fucked up like this and missed my shift or been late or forgot my boss pretty much told me, like, next time that happens, you're going to go. You're going to be gone, you know, because it had happened a lot. I was an idiot. Now, I had a mile and a half walk, right, to have this whole conversation with him. I was going to walk in. I was going to get fired. It was going to be over. And I remember I'm, like, walking the whole way, and I'm like, God damn it. What am I going to say? Like, he's going to fire me. Should I just quit? Blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what. I can't remember what I was thinking, but I remember walking in. And I walk in and I just walked up like there's like this L-shaped uh, like counter. Like you'd order here and pay here. And then down here is like where the delivery guys would get their package up their things. And then there's like a back room with like a window and a doorway. And that's where like the subs were. That's what I used to work. You know, we'd make chicken fingers, fries, steak and cheese, Italian subs, all that kind of stuff. Tuna, tuna sub. I used to hate a tuna sub. Now I fucking love a tuna sub. Anyway, I walk in and my boss is there, one of the brothers – and that Emmett was the nicest. Gene was the craziest. And then Tom was like, I don't know. He was what F's. He was the youngest and like thought he was cool as shit. And you're like, dude, you're you're not that cool, bro. I mean, he was nice, but like Emmett was the bomb. He was the coolest cat. And Emmett's working. I walk in. I'm like, hey. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, sorry. You know, and I'm like a high school kid. It's not like I'm me. I'm a high school kid. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, I just, I don't know. I just forgot. And he's like, all right. And I'm like, so I guess I'm going to quit. And he was like, what? And I go, well, you said next time I'm late that I'm fired. And he's like, yeah, well, did I fire you? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, and I go, and I just like, I don't know what happened, but I was so committed to the idea that I quit. And I was like, I guess I'm just, I guess I'm just going to quit, man. I was like so embarrassed and then I just remember like walking home, like I think I was crying. I was so mad at myself because I just didn't know how to just like, I didn't know how to be forgiven. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like I deserved to be fired because he said he, like I was almost holding him to his word when he was just like, nah, listen, you know, like whatever, you know, like, and it, you know, think of it like this. If it had been a crazy night and they were slammed and like orders got fucked up because there was no one to make them. I'm sure, yeah, he might have been like, you're done, dude. Like, you're done. But it was like a slow, I remember walking in, it wasn't crazy, you know. And uh, 
I remember like the next day I told my mom, I'm like, yeah, I quit my job last night. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I started telling her and she was like, you got to call and ask for your job back. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, you got to call and ask for your job. And I was like, how the hell did, I mean, talk about, like my brain just works in a different way that when I'm sitting there and walking in late, I was like, oh yeah, um, you were going to fire me. So I know I'm fired. And they're like, no, we're not firing you. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'll just fire myself. So then for me to have to call, I felt so much shame anyway. Anyway, I called and I asked for my job back and they gave it back to me. And then they fired me. (laughs) They fired me like, I don't know. It's still debatable whether they fired me or I quit like years later. And then they hired me. They opened another pizza place. They had one in our town and then three other ones in other surrounding towns. And this was in another town. They're like, hey, do you want to go work over there? And you can be like our head pizza guy or a second command. And I was like, yeah, sure. The other time I quit, I used to work at this restaurant that my friend, the Coonsy, the K-Man, Coonsy, he got me. He got me this job, and it was this bar restaurant. So downstairs was this Italian restaurant with a bar, a bar seating area like for a bar, bar, and then restaurant area. And then upstairs, it was a bar and performance space. They did stand-up and music there. And uh, the food was awesome. One of my favorite things about this place, they always did a family meal. Some restaurants will do like a family meal for staff and it'll just be like simple pasta dish with a simple sauce and a salad. But like everyone goes in. So if you go in, if you're opening at 530, family meal goes out at like five. So you get there at 430 and you start setting up. You go back, you get a dish, you bring it behind the bar, you're eating as you set up. I loved it. It was the best. But the guy who owned it was like super unorganized. The guy was just a fucking clown. Like... There's so many clowns in restaurant world. I remember you just like, how is this guy fucking successful? Like, how are you even doing this? I used to get so annoyed because I looked at this bar. Now, was it crushing? No, by no means. Every now and then upstairs, they'd have a hot show and it would do really well. But like the downstairs bar, there was no scene happening. The restaurant wouldn't fill up. The food was so, it was awesome. It was awesome, but it just wouldn't fill up. And you looked at this guy, and he was just like a, kind of like a player. He was like in his late 40s, but he was dating this young chick, and he drove this old car, and he'd, when the restaurant would close down, he'd sit at the bar and have people there, and they'd have drinks. They'd drink like Amaro and smoke cigarettes. And I just I used to get so annoyed. I'm like, I'm working here, but I'm not making money, and you're not taking it serious. And it's like, if we're going to do something, take it serious. Kind of like the uh, theme of today's episode. And I uh, I walked in one day, and the bar was littered with glasses with cigarettes in the like in like leftover wine like four cigarettes that had been put out, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is insane!" And like the hostess was also kind of like a manager, you know what I mean? Like she was tight with the owner, and and I just looked at her and I'm like, "Yo, I'm done. I'm done." And I didn't have another job. Like, I needed a job. But I was like, I can't do this. I can't, like, what is going on? Like, I was so jealous. I'm like, man, I, if I had this place, what I would do. But at the same time, I, I didn't even have, like, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And she's like, what do you mean you're done? I'm like, I'm done. I am not going to work here anymore. I will set the bar up. I'll have it ready. But you need to call someone else in to work this shift because I am not working it. And so that was, like, at 4.30 and I had the bar dialed in, and then at six, 
by six. Like I opened and everything. I was like, I don't care who takes the money from whatever I've made in the first half hour, whatever, I'm done. And I was like, all right, I'm out. And she's like, hold on, the owner is coming here. He wants to talk to you. I'm like, well, when's he going to be here? She's like, he said like 40 minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm going around the corner to have a drink. I was like, I needed a drink. Went, had a margie, some chips and guac probably. And then I walked back and he got there and he's like, so what's up? I'm like, you don't give a shit about this place, man. And I'm like, I can't walk in here every day to cigarettes out on the bar. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And this is a perfect example of what I, I didn't even think of this. I just thought of like, you know, what am I going to talk about today? And I started thinking about like, well, I should tell these guys that I'm going to end it in case you guys have things you want me to talk about. Or, dude, and by the way, if you guys have ideas for like, if you're like, man, you know what I wish Jay's podcast was? And don't say the crab feast, trust me. I know, the crab feast would be amazing. But like, if you have ideas of like, dude, have you ever thought of this? I would really love some input because sometimes for me, when it comes to like this kind of thing, I need to bounce ideas because I'm just like, there are times when it comes to like writing stuff or jokes, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what it is. But there's other times where I'm like, eh, I don't know, you know, like it could be this, it could be that, I could do this, I could do that. Anyway. But that's what I'm realizing. Like, that guy's restaurant was always open. It never, like, missed a day. You know, I've never missed an episode with you guys. I bust my... There's been one day where, in a year and a half, where we had to get it up late because things happen. That place was always open. The food's always good. You know, I'm not saying my content is always great, but I'm always trying to find a take that relates to me. Sometimes they would close early. Yes, you know, I worked at this bar in New York, and it was supposed to be open till 4 on weeknights too and it, but it was down next to west side highway across from the river right so it's not like it's like in this you have to go find it and we'd be open till four and you're there on a wednesday night working till four you go eight to four that was your shift and i remember just like and our owner was like yeah we stay open till four like it doesn't matter how dead it is we people need to know that when they show up there it's going to be open and then they started getting a little more lenient and our manager who would leave at like 11 would be like, listen, if it's dead at two, start closing up, you know, and if no one's here by 2.30, close up at 2.30 and be like, all right. So dude, at one you would be like, have eight people in there and you'd start cleaning it up and you'd like, now I'm 44 and I'm thinking back, I'm like, 1.30? I was fucking like, that was like two and a half hours till close. So like you would sit there and you'd start cleaning because you would never packed at like 1.30. If you were, you'd be stoked. You're like, whatever, I'm making money. And you'd start cleaning up and you had two wells. So you'd have a whole well broken down. All your bottles cleaned. Everything was ready to go. And then everybody would filter out by like 145, 2. And then you would just start cranking and you'd have the place ready to go. And you'd be like turning lights out. And you'd see people coming around that corner of the front window at 2.30 to come in. And you were like, fuck. Because now you got to make drinks for these people and hang out till they want to leave. Um but, you know, sometimes I've had episodes that were, like, short, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. <sighs> but I look at that dude, and I was like, you weren't putting everything into it. And if I'm going to do something that's going to take time away from other stuff that I am putting everything into it, I got to be doing everything to make it the best for you and the best for me. So I really love all you that listen every week and I, I'm appreciative that you're there and I'm appreciative that you've uh, you've tuned in because I'll be straight up. There were a lot of people that were Crab Feast fans that completely just bounced on me and I get it. Um, so we have future. We got like about four more episodes together. 
just you and me. Let me know what you'd like to talk about and I'll crush for you guys the last four weeks. I appreciate you. You can always email me. If you have ideas for other podcast ideas, please hit me up. I love you guys and uh, I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe. Peace. Thank you.